This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sheila Shoiga and welcome to Ready To Be Real Conversations, the podcast series where I chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not, but my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or simply entertain you. This week I zone in on the topic of sleep with health scientist and sleep consultant Tom Coleman. Your body listens to everything. Your body is a recording device. Whether you realise it or not, I mean, every single thing you do. And what I say about health is um, it's, it's, it's choice with environment and genetics. So every single choice, whether I have a glass of water or a cup of tea, if I'm sitting or standing, if I cycle or walk, every single decision accumulates over time and gives us an outcome. But your body will listen to every single thing you do, you know. I met Tom and his wife Jenny through wellness event Bill about two and a half years ago and they're simply gorgeous people. Tom is massively knowledgeable and has worked with elite teams and professional athletes to help with their sleep and nutrition. In this conversation, he talks us through the fundamentals of sleep. What happens when we sleep, why we need it, how much we need, what we can do to improve it. And I started by asking him why it's so important. For me, sleep is the ultimate act of self-care. I mean, from a scientific perspective, sleep is regarded as a biological investment. So we are creatures who are who have were designed really to be up during the day. We um, gather food, we eat, we stay warm, we stay alive. <laughs> um, we do we take care of our children. We do all this stuff, and then at night, it's a biological investment. So it really it really does impact every area of our health and wellness. In terms of our physiology or or the physical aspects of our body, but also psychologically, emotionally, I mean, it's it's just huge. We dedicate about 36% of our lives to sleep, Um, Mm. more than any other one activity. Most of us aren't getting that, you know, most of us are, are kind of struggling and a lot has changed 
a lot has changed in a hundred years. <laughs> um, yeah. And like you say, there are more and more disruptors there. Um, when it comes to, you know, our sleep. I was thinking of periods of time in my own life where my own sleep was affected and and, and certainly years ago, having gone through my own difficulties, yeah. health and relationship and work and all that kind of stuff, the first thing I felt that I lost out on was that decent night's sleep. Yeah. So it's amazing how, you know, if you're having a difficult time in the mm. waking hours, how it can impact your sleep. But also I was I was r- reminded of a time when I did Loch Derg, the pilgrimage oh. in, in Donegal, where you don't you don't sleep for three days when you take part in it. Mm-hmm. I've spoken about this in a previous podcast, actually, with Dermot Whelan. But I thought the bit I'd suffer with was mm-hmm. the lack of food because I'm a big foodie. I mm. adore eating food and I can't go really any longer than... <laughs> maybe four hours before I'm fierce cranky. <laughs> but it was the lack of sleep that got me. And yeah. it was torturous. Yeah. Three uh, days without sleep. Yeah. I felt like I was about to hallucinate. It was so yeah. bad. Well, you would actually, because actually what would happen is, believe it or not, you just touched on something there. Your um, when you sleep, you, you have REM and non-REM sleep. So your REM sleep is your dream state. So if you take away the dream state, your brain will actually force you to dream while you're awake. So you would have hallucinated and you would have dreamed while awake um, seeming that you took that away Interesting, I mean yeah. sleep is every army in the world uh, the first thing they do when they get new recruits is they take away their sleep and they watch how they psychologically break them down and every all these recruits will tell you that the physical aspects are very hard but the psychological ones are much tougher so you know there's a very good reason why they do that they they peel away the, layer, the layers and see see what's behind the person. Um, so sleep is just, you know, paramount. It's crucial to to, to, to every sort of um, aspect of our of, of our health and wellness. Yeah. So when they're doing that, actually, that's so interesting. Are they are they trying to discover individually what their the own like the the soldier's breaking point is, or how does that work? What's it about? Yeah, I mean, like you know, as you know, as we all know, I mean, even if we get one poor night's sleep, we're we're, we're kind of emotionally we're a bit cranky. Uh, we're not all there. We we haven't given our our brain the the chance to 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 do a lot of things that are necessary, especially in the latter cycles of sleep. So um, it is about peeling back the layers because, you know, we all have we all have our our personalities and we all have you know aspects of our psychology and our influences and our outlooks and all those type of things. But when we start delving and digging in, really, mm. and we want they want to see what a person is like in an emergency. You know, when when they when they when they really are under a lot of pressure, how do we how do they react? So you know, t- taking sleep away is 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 the first way yeah. that that will get to the truth quicker than anything, I suppose. You know, uh, but we know it ourselves if we've missed a couple of nights. We're, we're just we're just cranky people. Like like you said about the food, I'm the same way. If I, if I don't eat every few hours, I get I get hangry. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it is. Um, it, it it affects everything about the next day. I found that if I wasn't sleeping properly, that I, I would almost feel like I'd be breaking out in sweats the next day yeah. where I'm just not right. I'm just yeah. not right for the day. Can you talk us through some of the important physical, psychological, I suppose, um, markers or the experiences we go through when we sleep? Why do we need it? Why is it important? So what happens in, in, in a physical sense? There's, there's a lot happening. I mentioned the biological investment. So um, immunity very relevant in the last few months so when you fall asleep your immune system wakes up so we produce a lot of immune cells at night if we take away um if we take away sleep if we get less than five hours a lot of that stops so i'll give you uh, a couple of examples so 
things like um, T cells and, and um, other immune cells, if we get less than five hours, production drops by up to 70 percent. You know, and and these these immune cells are responsible for 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 keeping our you know, illness, sickness, even cancer, things like that, all of those things. So you know, huge huge link there. Um, what else happens? So you you do most of your repair, your your muscle, your tissues, all of those things are repaired at night. Growth hormone is secreted by the brain in the first two deep uh, cycles of sleep so that's when a lot of the physical restoration happens and it makes sense that when you're when you're in a dormant state we're not running around and your body's repairing you know i mean the vast majority happens when you're asleep um your endocrine system so your hormones are regulated at night and essentially well it's this kind of reciprocal relationship you're I, I call it circadian rhythm, but we, we refer to it as your body clock. So mm. um, that's that's kind of been driven by different hormones and neurotransmitters. And it's it's quite kind of complex. But, you know, again, if we miss out on sleep, if we look at things like um, sex hormones for men and women, testosterone, uh, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, all of those are negatively impacted from mm. sleep deprivation and have a knock-on effect. Um, other hormones like ghrelin, so your hunger, that controls hunger, that essentially tells you you're hungry. We know if you're sleep deprived. Which one is that? I've heard of that for. Ghrelin. Ghrelin. So there's different, uh, ghrelin and leptin yeah. have this um, antagonistic um, um, relationship. So ghrelin tells you you're hungry, right. you start eating, and then leptin um, tells you to stop eating. Um, mm. And we, we get a double whammy if we're sleep deprived, ghrelin levels go up. So you get more cravings and leptin goes down. <laughs> so you eat more. Yeah. Uh, and one of the reasons is mood. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of studies here on sort of carbohydrate intake um, and, and mood and all that kind of thing. So we know that, um, you know, we get a hit of, of uh, dopamine and we get serotonin if we eat high sugar foods. What leptin does essentially tells your brain to eat sugar, you know. Um, so your, your own physiology is against you if you deprive it, if you start depriving it of, of, of sleep, you know. Mm. Um, and then from a psychological point of view, well, your brain cleans itself at night. Okay. We know there's a clear association there between neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, and they're characterized by um, sleep um, disorders, sleep dysfunction. Um, we know that um, there's a plaque buildup in the brain associated with Alzheimer's. Um, when, as the day goes on, as we have light exposure, we have uh, something called a beta amyloid plaque, and that builds up. And then at night, when you sleep, your brain flushes it out. You know, and again, this psychological repair tends to happen in the latter phases of sleep. Okay. So a lot of the physical repair happens in the first two cycles, and then in the in, in, in the remaining three, a lot of the psychological repair. And you know this again if you ever get three or four or five hours sleep, the next day you're you've got this brain fog, mm. and that's why it's it's just your brain hasn't been given the opportunity. Everything from mood to reaction time, emotional stability, decision making. I mean, there isn't one area that I can tell you benefits from, from, from missing out on sleep, every single area. And, and when we have institutes like Harvard telling us this, that it's mm. one of the pillars of health, we should really, really prioritise it. Yeah. But we don't. I have a gazillion questions rushing into my mind now uh, because it's brought up so many situations for myself. I'm thinking of the person listening who maybe I'm only getting four or five hours sleep. What am I now? Am I am I feeling 
more fearful of not giving my body a chance to, to replenish itself are I'm also thinking of somebody I know really well who completely believes that four hours sleep is enough for him. Mm. So, so can we talk about people's own individual body clock? Yeah. I am guessing that the four or the five hour sleep ain't cutting it. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, it's, 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 it's a great question. It's a great observation, right? Now, let's, let's look at that question of, well, how much sleep is enough? Uh, what's optimum? You know, um, so generally speaking, I'll just explain a little bit first. When we sleep, we sleep in 90 minute cycles or blocks of 90 minutes. Good way of thinking about it, right? Um, so that's how our brain um, operates um, as adults. Now, mm-hmm. there's, there's variance there because when babies are born, they don't get the full 90 minutes. Their, their 90 minute, their cycles are not 90 minutes. They're about 45 minutes, right? And it, it, it extends. Um, but as adults, the recommendation is five cycles a night, which is five 90 minute blocks equals seven and a half hours. So that's why the expert recommendation is you should be getting seven and a half or seven to eight hours sleep per night. There is some modulation within those. Um, some people are born and, you know, they, they, they get six hours and that's fine. And that's, you know, that's, that works for them their whole life and it won't have a negative impact. That's that's how they kind of come out of the mold. Other people, you know, they need more. OK, I've, that's I've, good now. Yeah, because I think sometimes because I, I, I'm still trying to discover what my sweet spot is. Yeah, I, I think for me, I'm, I'm nearer the eight hours. Yeah. And I possibly think I need more sleep than I did when I was younger. And I don't know, am I just thinking that or is it just I'm better in tune at my body now? Yeah, could be a combination. But, you know, I was thinking, does a man need more or less than a woman? Does it depend on your age? There's all these ingredients because obviously, as you said, kids, teenagers, it's a different stage of life. But we're kind of generally speaking about let's yeah. kind of the adult yeah. age group. So the adult age group require five cycles a night, 35 cycles a week, because when we look at fatigue, we'd never look at one night. Look, mm. it's never the one glass of wine or the one takeaway. It's the it's the accumulation. Sure. And what we want to avoid is the accumulation of sleep debt. That's what we call it. And it's the same for men and women. Same for men and women, right. unless there's other factors like pregnancy or different things involved, then there's more, more of a requirement then. Of course. Yeah. OK, so so we need these five blocks of sleep. So there's stages that we go through in sleep. And this mm. is when you speak about this, Bill, I am completely hooked. It's fascinating because every stage plays its part. So can yeah. you talk to us about that and just take your time with it? Because I think sure. for a lot of people that are maybe not aware, it's a, it's a lot to kind of take in initially. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that. So we have, you know, we, we should be getting five cycles a night. So let's look at one cycle. So what happens is within the one cycle, there are stages. OK. Um, so we don't just like we're not machines. You can't just switch us off and switch us on. And that's it, you know. Um, so when we fall asleep, now sleep is quite a complex process that happens. And we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later in the physiology of it. Mm. Um, but what happens is essentially we kind of drift off between a wakeful state and a sleep state. We kind of drift off into stage one sleep. It's a very light phase. Some people don't even feel as though they're asleep in that stage. And then we, we start to fall deeper into sleep. And what happens then is, is, is your heart rate drops, blood pressure drops, um, and your core body temperature drops as well. And this causes the, the body to produce more melatonin. It signals to the brain to produce more melato- melatonin. And that's a powerful sleep neurotransmitter. And then the melatonin you've produced pushes you deeper into stage three or four sleep. Um, and that's the deepest part of your sleep. And you're, you're, you're very relaxed. Your heart rate is at its lowest. Your blood pr- pressure is at its lowest. And then you dream. Now, dreaming is a light phase of sleep. So you go deep, 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 and then you come up and you dream, and that's a light phase. And 
through the stages, it takes a certain time to pass through the stages for a normal person, right? Now, the first 90-minute cycle, you'll dream for maybe uh, 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But the second cycle is not the same as the first cycle, okay? The second cycle, you will dream for longer. And then the third cycle, you won't go quite as deep so all essentially every single cycle is actually different okay okay so the very the very common issue that people have around waking up you know um this is why and and again let me just explain so during the day we have a build up of sleep pressure we're awake and and the brain gets this um these signals and, and one of the key drivers is sleep pressure so the the sleep pressure builds up then that um, w w when we produce the melatonin that's the other key mechanism and those tip us into sleep mm. so as we're awake we have we have to pay the debt of of, of sleep um, and once we've had two or three of those cycles a lot of the debt has been paid off right right so then the, and on top of that because the dream phases are lighter as we progress through the night actually our sleep is getting lighter and lighter because the body is producing testosterone and other hormones um, slowly but surely through the phases to, to gradually wake us up. So that's why people wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning and go, bloody hell, I'm awake again. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I don't know how many questions I got with people saying that. Yeah, I'm waking up in the middle of the night, but a lot yeah. of people pinpointing around the three, four o'clock yeah, mark, yeah. funnily and enough. And that would be it, that that's would, interesting. Yeah, isn't it? If we if we look at the blocks, remember, Think about your sleep. What time, you, what time are you going to bed at? Three hours, four and a half hours, six hours. Usually it's kind of three hours or four and a half hours. People wake up two or three cycles. The first two uh, deep phases of sleep, the first two in the first two cycles are the deepest and most physically restorative. You won't get deeper sleep than those first few hours. Um, the other phases won't be quite as deep and people are searching for that really deep restful sleep okay um, but that's interesting does that mean then that the early part of your sleep is the most important or is that just simply the most important from a physical replenishment point of view physical replenishment well I mean all of it's happening sure but, okay uh, but a lot of the physical stuff happening is earlier the muscle repair it's all of that muscle kind of stuff tissue mm -hmm. all that energy replenishment all that kind of stuff earlier and then later just as important some would say more important the grey matter of the brain yeah okay we can measure mm -hmm. we can even look at um, the the structure of your brain changing depending on the sleep you get depending mm -hmm. on the quality and depth of sleep that you get so if you get awoken in the earlier phases during um, a, a very deep phase okay yeah then your your physical restoration will, will, will suffer a little bit if you get awoken during a phase where a lot of mental repair is happening then the psychological aspect suffers you know it's it's quite incredible really what, what what's happening through those phases yeah because i'm sure a lot of people are probably listening going depending on what their own relationship with sleep is but a lot of us i suppose use alarm clocks to wake up in the morning mm -hmm. or for those of us with small kids they're the alarm clock <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you can wake up feeling very mm -hmm. groggy yeah. and so you know instinctively yeah. or i wasn't in that lighter stage of sleep yeah. mm. I was possibly in that deeper sleep because mm. I'm finding it harder to kind of get going 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's important. I mean, think about your sleep. We don't we don't think about it until we're not getting it right, and then you're like, oh my god, I'd love a good night's sleep, you know. Because I, I, as you know, uh, our little boy um, Kai, he's nearly two now, but mm. he, he's an early riser. I mean, he's an early bird, so we have things called a chronotype, right? So your chronotype, you could be an early bird or a night owl. This is a real thing. Um, this is another question that came up a lot, so I'm glad you're going to talk about this. And also, yeah. just before you go into it, are most kids early risers, though? I mean, it's a really common thing I find when I speak to new parents, especially. I think their kids waking early, is it's really common. Their systems are just, you know, so unspoilt. Everything is working amazingly well and they require very little. It's like a new battery in a phone. You know, you charge it up and it lasts for ages. And, and that's, I see Kyle like that. If he gets a few hours sleep, he's just, yeah. that's it. You know, we start messing ourselves up then with, with all, with life and stress and food and worry and, and all those things. And they're, they're doing it instinctively. Yeah, and, mm. and they're just like, they're they're fantastic. They're very responsive. They're very and look, we we are as humans too, and we are resilient. And don't I don't want people worrying about their, their sleep. So um, yeah. So um, he's he's an early riser. But let's go back to this mm. because this is so interesting. The 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 early bird versus the night owl. Because as I said, it came up a lot in questions that were yeah. sent in on Instagram as well. Um, can you be one or the other? Yeah, I mean, there's generally it's generally classified into three different groups. So you have the early risers, the early bird, and like my lovely wife Jenny, she's an early bird, um, and she'd be up happy chirpy in the morning <laughs> and asking me a hundred questions, and I'd be like, oh <laughs> dear God, leave me alone. <laughs> Give me some coffee, right? Um, then I can't imagine you cranky, Tom. <laughs> oh, stop. Ask Jenny. There you go. You, you have to keep me fed and keep me well rested. Anyway, um, then there are some people who are night owls like myself. I would naturally be a night owl. So my tendency is to, to wait up later. Um, some people's brains don't just, it takes them a while to get going. And that's just, again, our personal, you know. Then there are people in between. So there's like a 30, 40, 30 split with night owls, early birds and people who are kind of a mixture of both. Maybe I'm a mixture of both because I thought I was always a night owl. Mm. Then I became a parent yeah, but <laughs> and see, I was forced into... Yeah, I know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same. I had no choice. Yeah. Um, Get to bed. Otherwise, you're going to find tomorrow painful. Yeah. So I've yeah. kind of adopted a different yeah. lifestyle. But I was a devil for being a night owl in the yeah. past. Well, I mean, that's very important to say. And you've hit on something hugely important. You can train yourself to sleep. Yeah. The worst, and now I have. I'm yeah, grand. Yeah, of course. And, and we can do that. And, and the people that wake up at three or four in the morning and go... Oh my God! I'm a, what do they do? They check, they grab the phone, hit the button, get blinded by the light, and go. Oh my God! I'm I'm awake again. Uh, I knew I was going to wake up, and this this is like a self fulfilling pro, uh, prophecy. It's a negative mm. cognitive habit that we've trained ourselves to do. I want people to realise that we don't call it sleep; we call it sleep wake cycles. So it's a very natural thing that you're waking up. That's natural. And stop beating yourself up over Stop it. beating yourself up over yeah. it and stop going. Oh, I'm awake again and getting stressed out because if you stress out, you will produce. Uh, cortisol, um, adrenaline, and your heart rate will go up, your blood pressure will go up, and your brain will be looking for danger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our brains are negative, and anyway. I mean, our, w- that's our, our 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 survival mechanism is to look for the neg- danger, seek you know, look Fears. out for danger. Yeah, so uh, we don't want that 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 response. We don't want that stress response at night because that's the opposite. We want the parasympathetic, the the rest and recover response. And there's so many of us now that are waking up struggling because a lot of people have been laid off Mm. for a lot of people who maybe were self-employed. It's completely changed for them. So like we get it. We were having these conversations ourselves before we started recording this podcast and how different our own personal work situation has has changed Mm. since the beginning of the pandemic. 
So people are worried about putting food on the table, yeah. paying the bills yeah. for their for themselves or yeah. for their families or for every, you know, the situation they're in. Mm. So there's a lot of reasons that why they wake up. And it's funny, it's like having this conversation. I'm being transported back into time, into all those nights when I woke up yeah. myself mm. and I was that soldier. So I know what it's like yeah. to wake up and the panic and the fear and the overthinking and the knowing yeah. that in the dead of night, there's mm. Feck all you can do, but mm. that doesn't matter to your brain when it's fired mm. up thinking you must think about this and analyze this now. Yeah. It's not like you can get up and make those work calls. Well, you can, mm. but nobody will answer. <laughs> <laughs> or if they do, they'll be given out to you. It's but said, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like, but it is that thing where you're, the mind is mm. racing and it's mm. overthinking and it's mm. creating, as you said, far more stress yeah. again on top of a difficult situation of not being able to sleep yeah I mean it's 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 the most horrendous situation and we've all been there we've all been there where, where it's mm. like a hamster on a wheel and you just keep hitting the re- the replay button in the brain you, you you go through the story in your head and you go back again and you go yeah. back again and it grows arms and legs you know yeah. so I mean like just to explain a little bit like what's happening there as well because there's something actually from a physiological sense that people don't maybe get you know, different areas are, of our brain are responsible for different, um, um, you know, d- different things. So the yeah. prefrontal cortex, we've, you know, planning. Uh, so people who are, who are maybe working or are doing paperwork or sending emails or, or stuff like this, um, problem solving, planning, all those kind of things. But if you take that away, if you stop doing that, th- it's the same area of your brain which is in charge of worry. So it will look, it will grab stuff to worry about. Um, you know, during the day, it's very, it's very noisy. There's a lot going on. Kids, family, you know, noise, background noise. But then at night, there's nothing. It's, it's silence. It's quiet. And your brain starts grabbing stuff and, 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 and looking for something to analyse. And we have the thalamus and the hypothalamus in charge of memory and emotion and creating new memory. And, and those two things get together and go, this is, I'm going to run through worst case scenario. Now, let me tell you, nobody ever in the history of the world thought their way out of problems at, you know, three o'clock in the morning. A, fr- a friend of mine said many years ago to me, he said, you have to, um, you, ha- you kind of think your way into better living. You have to live your way into better thinking. Oh, yeah, that's brilliant, Tom. So, I mean. Say that again, actually, because <laughs> I think it seems quite simplistic to say, but when you let those words land with you, you realise how big it is. Yeah, you you cannot think your way into better living. Mm. And that's what we're doing when we're worrying at night. You have to live your way into better thinking. Yeah. So if you're if you're taking the right actions, and many of the reasons that people are maybe awake is they're thinking about the outcomes of problems. They're running through scenarios. They're thinking, if I do this, if I say this, if I do this, will happen. And oh, Christ, what will I do then? I'm in big trouble then. And it's worst case scenario. Yeah. You know, but actually, do you know what? You're not responsible for outcomes. We are only responsible for taking the right action. And that's what I'm a, I'm a great believer in this, that at night when the brain takes off, you have to first identify that thing. You say, oh, it's gone. Head is gone. Right. OK, let, well, what are we going to do about it? Well, we know we kind of think our way out of it now. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll write it down. We we'll, we'll do a little action plan. We we'll park it up. There are cognitive exercises that you can do. Very simple ones. Um, and then even listening to uh, music, relaxation, meditation, podcast, something that will distract the mind. Because as I said, nobody ever really solved the problem at three o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah. Uh, the next day, in the, you know, the next day when you, when you when you go back to it, you go, OK, that's that's when you that's when you can take the action, you know. Mm. I think one of the biggest things I took from your presentation was that it's not about what you do like an hour or two before your head hits the pillow. 
it's about examining your behavior all day long. And that just really landed with me in a big way. And there were things that were doing that were grand and there were things that were doing that were, weren't brilliant. So I made mm. some adjustments and, you know, I could feel the benefit. I really yeah. can. So can we can we talk through that? Because there are a lot of things that we, we do. And we don't realize that we're actually making it more difficult for ourselves. We're mm. self-sabotaging, actually, you know, and, 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 and sleep is something that if because I have this with people I know I like I I think I said to you in a voice message as well of a friend of mine who is flat out drinking coffee and then mm. says that she's struggling with sleep I'm going well do you think maybe drinking coffee till the evening might be playing its part I'm not yeah. at all no it doesn't affect me at all yeah well clearly it might be yeah <laughs> so yeah. sometimes we, we don't want to accept that there's certain things that we're ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Doing mm. because we don't want to let go. And I know I'm a coffee lover, too. And I, I know yeah. it's hard to let go of certain yeah. things. Yeah. But oh, there's loads of different ingredients that can assist our our effect negatively affect our sleep. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, and you're talking to a coffee lover. Mm. You're talking to someone who loves coffee. Um, I don't have many vices. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything, anything else, you know, but I love, I really enjoy my coffee. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to um, deprive myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, but let's talk about coffee. So um, ca- any caffeinated product, not just coffee, tea, um, you know, caffeinated drinks, sports drinks, so, so, some some sports drinks um, that have caffeine. So ca- how caffeine works is it, it blocks adenosine receptors in our brain. So it actually inhibits um, the sleep uh, mechanism. And, and, you know, sometimes it happens accidentally. People don't think and they have four or five or six cups of coffee and they're lying awake, tired, exhausted, and yet can't sleep. We have this... Um, um, this this uh, build up in our brains during the day so the sleep pressure I, I, I spoke about the adenosine yeah. um, and caffeine is actually this, the, the molecule of caffeine is the same shape as the adenosine so it, it goes into the receptor so it blocks the adenosine from, from actually lodging into the receptor which is kind of amazing um, But and caffeine has a half life meaning 50% of it is eliminated in the body Um Caffeine has a half-life of anywhere between five and eight or nine hours, depending on your genome, depending on your genetics. So some people have the, the gene to process caffeine quite quickly. Others don't. Best case scenario, 
um, it has a half life of say five hours. But you know, I mean, if you've if you've had five or six cups, you know, as late as five o'clock, that would be you know the equivalent of having three cups just before going to bed. Yeah. And nobody would do that, but people don't realize it's in your system a long time. Now, coffee interferes with many different mechanisms and sleep onset is, is you know, or, you know how, how soon we get to sleep or sleep latency. Uh, people say, I have no problem, I can fall asleep, like your friend. She says, I have no problem, I can fall asleep. Sleep onset is one thing, but actually sleep quality is another. And what caffeine does is it stops you going as deep in the very deep restorative phase. Mm. So it interferes with sleep quality. Yeah. Um, the same as alcohol. So stimulants and sedatives we need to really control. And I think a lot of people, certainly at the beginning of, of, of the restrictions, a lot of people are trying to, you know, we're always trying to tweak it and make it mm. healthier and all the rest. But I think a lot of people fell into the trap of, you know, it feels like Christmas and sure we're having yeah. the wine or whatever every night. And then we're waking up in the morning a bit groggy and we're lashing the coffee into us. So you get into this you kind of yes. cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Of relaxation, wine <laughs> o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. And then bang in the caffeine in the morning. Yeah, because you feel, and it's just, it's 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 a trap, you know. You, like you say, you wake up, you feel terrible and you, what you retry, you need need coffee to get me through the day or to, give me, to, to lift me up, you know. So the body can probably only take that for a certain amount of time. Well, not that mm. it can't, I mean, the body is incredible. Incredible the, yeah, what yeah. it can yeah, <laughs> with yeah, yeah, yeah. But in an ideal scenario, you yeah. don't continuously are on this hamster wheel yeah. of alcohol at one point of the day mm. and, and a caffeine at the other. Well, there's a price to pay. I mean, the thing about... And again, this is not about judgment. No, no, it's absolutely not. I mean, and everybody I, has to find their own. Absolutely, 100%, yeah. yeah. And and I'm the same. I'm as human as everyone else, you know. Course, I course. sometimes eat, eat eat rubbish and whatever and, and maybe miss out and sleep or do things like that. So I'm not, you know, absolutely not. Um, someone, said, someone said to me, um, your body listens to everything. Your body is a recording device. Whether you realise it or not, I mean, every single thing you do. And what I say about health is um, it's, it's, it's choice with environment and genetics. So every single choice, whether I have a glass of water or a cup of tea, if I'm sitting or standing, if I cycle or walk, every single decision accumulates over time and gives us an outcome. But your body will listen to every single thing you do, you know. But look, we are incredibly adaptive and we can, we can do terrible things to our bodies for quite some time. And how quick will we recover? Well, you know, we will because we are resilient. We are incredible. Um, so I don't want people giving themselves a hard time about, about these things. Yeah. And if you are someone listening who's having a tough old time with sleep at the moment, you can do things to help. Yeah. And it might not always be this way because... I'm a good sleeper now. Mm, yeah. But jeepers, I spent a long time not being. Well, let's let's look at some. Let's look at those things that control sleep that we ca- we can control because this is what it's about. I mean, yeah. how 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 often do we spend time worrying about stuff that's outside of our control? We can do nothing about or mm. influence. You know, a lot. So controlling the physical components. You know, I talk about this a lot. Light is the master switch when it comes to sleep. Light is what tells us it's time to wake up and move around, or it's time to to, to go to bed and sleep. Okay, so we have an internal circadian rhythm or body clock, but then there are external cues that, you know, help um, control that. Um, So the sun rises, light enters the brain through the eyes. We have very specific photoreceptors in our retina, which signal then to um, an area of our brain that controls the 24 hour clock in our bodies. And it's not every single cell in in your body has a clock, which is incredible. All the organs and systems they all have clocks. So your digestive system works incredibly well at 12 o'clock in the day and works very poorly at night. Your gut bacteria have their own circadian rhythm 
also. Mm. So light is the main thing that will tell us to get up. And then we produce cortisol um, and we uh, adrenaline and we start moving around um, and lots of serotonin. So getting lots of bright light early in the day, and you mentioned it, is crucial to our sleep later in the day. Because if we get a, loads of serotonin, it's much easier then for our brains to turn the serotonin into melatonin. And that's that's how it works, the serotonin-melatonin axis. And, and your listeners will know this already because... I grew up in the west of Ireland, like yourself, Sheila, and all the mammies. Like if you're, if you're outside all day, mm. that night you sleep like a baby. You sleep oh, yeah. great, you know. And and I say to, to to my audience, you know, what what did your mother tell you that was, you know? Good old fresh air. <laughs> fresh air. Get out into that Get fresh air. Fresh air. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. The Irish it's mammy. A, it's actually the serotonin. You're, no, it's the exercise. Yes, it's the physical activity, but it's you're getting loads of loads of serotonin loads of bright light sending a very strong clear signal yeah and thankfully this time of year we can we can do this yeah it gets trickier in the winter months i suppose it does yeah question on that the light thing because we have blackout uh, curtains in our room because i love it nice and dark yes is that a good idea or a bad idea in the morning though um it's it's a good idea it will really help with sleep quality because you know how sensitive you are to, to light that one little crack in the curtain yeah. And, you know, uh, Spanish Inquisition in the morning. <laughs> Did you pull the curtains last night? You know, <laughs> one little crack in the curtain is enough to take an hour or two off your sleep. Yeah, okay. we're, really, we're really that sensitive to it. So the, bla- the blackout blinds are fine. Now, when you get up, now you'll probably notice this as well. So if you get up and you're, you don't pull the curtains and you're kind of mooching around in the house, but then someone goes over and opens all the curtains by golly, you know, you're awake, then you're bringing, okay, wow, I'm yeah. awake. So I'm usually like, awake and angry, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, <that's, laughs> Especially if the shock happens where I'm not ready for the curtains oh, to be opened yet. Yes, I hear I'm you. I'm usually a bit cranky, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, m- m- our little boy now um, is, I-, I hear the little footsteps coming, stomping, and then the door the door just is, is thrown open and I get, da-da. <laughs> he just says, da-da, and he goes and he gets my shoes and he goes, walk. And no he, way, He brings Tom. my shoes to the bed, he goes, walk. Walk, dead. Oh, <laughs> so, cuteness! So cute. Get so up, cute. get up. That's a that, well. So, that's nice, learning. Yeah, fact, it is. It is. And in all my experience in sleep, and all the, the research, and the papers, and the people I've worked with, and then you know, um, the, the the child came along and just uh, blew our minds. Yeah, I know. Of course, <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm not the sleep expert in my house, by the way. <laughs> I'm not. No, not? no, no, no. Jenny's mum is the sleep expert in our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's amazing, but she does her her magic and he falls asleep. So. Baby whisper. But Sylvia, yeah. Shout out to Sylvia. It's <laughs> gas. And anyways, that's the thing. I suppose, like, if we were to just talk about um, being new parents, being pregnant and sleep and all that, it would be a podcast in itself. And I know we got a load of questions on yeah. that, but we are just going to kind of talk about it, continue to talk about it more generally. So. Sure. We're 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 getting up, and ideally, we're getting the the, mm. the fresh air. We're getting the sunshine yes. into us at yeah. some point in the day. Yeah. you know, ideally yeah. earlier in the day. Earlier in the day, yeah. We want to really, you know, um, get lots of the more the more light you get, the better. Um, and then, as the now, what we want to watch out for, we want to make sure to include physical activity of some kind. You know, like we loads of research on quality of sleep, sleep onset, all of those type of things. Um, so the more physical activity in many senses the better um, and then watch the caffeine the coffee the stimulants all those type of things the sugar the sugar ideally not after 12 lunch time no, no more coffee you know let your body eliminate it if you, if that you early your in the day yeah that early in the day mm. um, otherwise it's going to be in your system it's going to interfere with sleep quality um, as the day progresses then um, you know go about your day your work that's a big issue like boundaries for people 
boundaries, you know. Um, and then we start winding down. You know, you want to you want to look at your wind down routine and your routine um, uh, closer to bedtime. So your food, the expert recommendation is two to three hours. Allow yourself two to three hours of fasting before sleep. Okay, I'm not great at that now because yeah. I have to say I like my little cup of decaf tea yeah. and a bit of a treat. Yeah. Kind of. That's fine. Late, I mean, like I would say, I would about say, an hour before bed. Yeah, that's, see, that's th- not great. No, that that'll help. That'll probably help push you to sleep. You see. Well, thanks, Tom. Yeah, you're no, saying all the right things. <laughs> it will. It'll help push you to sleep because uh, uh, we've all been there hungry, lying in bed hungry. You can't sleep. Yeah. Okay. You know. So and, that's okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say it's okay, Sheila. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it works for you. That's good, right? Uh, the expert recommendation would be two hours. Avoid it. Right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No. Okay. No. I think uh, what you're saying is fine because obviously, you know, if we have a, it's not a big old meal. I'm no. going to sit down to eat the snack box. No, curry cheese chips are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has been done yeah but that, uh, would, that would interfere a yeah, lot of course. more okay yeah, okay yeah. right so we're we're good at getting this, the fresh air in if you know in the sunshine and and we're chilling out in the caffeine yeah. from about 12 ish yeah and we're not flat out eating right up to bed yeah um what else can we do so y- your own circadian rhythm that i spoke about there is a mid-morning mid-afternoon and mid-evening slump in energy that doesn't happen just because of food scientists have taken the food away and they've still witnessed so that what I'm saying to you is we get into the rhythm of the day as part of our natural physiology mentally and physically so this time of the day you should just chill out you know and let that happen and not be like you know I need to to be up all the time or whatever so, so should we be more like the Spaniards and have a siesta they, they're, they're a bit of an anomaly the Spaniards I lived in Spain for a year and a half so yeah. um, you know a different rhythm of the day but the know? afternoon nap it just sounds like a bit of genius <laughs> To be honest, imagine having a little schnooze. I'm just come here, lads. I'm heading off now from work for a while. I'll be back in about an hour. I'm just well, going for a little sleep. Let me tell you something. I want to. Great, I, 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 I want to talk to you about this because this yeah. is the, that's a really good thing you brought up. I love it. Um, we have a we have a bias towards sleep in Ireland, right? And okay. I, f- I figured out where I came from. Go on. I figured out. Where. So, you know, up early in the morning, like some 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 I won't say who, but some people in my family say, "Oh, he's a great fella. He's up he's up at the crack of dawn. That fella, he's a mighty man. He's up working on. He's up. You know, it was a badge of honour to be very busy and up early. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the early bird gets the worm, and I say, well, the second mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response. Brilliant. So we, we, we generally need more sleep, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not less sleep. And this whole thing of you know. Um, you know, get up earlier and only I only get three or four hours sleep. You're you're really hurting yourself. You're really not doing yourself any favours. You know. Okay, because uh, I downloaded a, an audiobook recently, and I think it was wishful thinking now on my part. And I haven't told himself because I think if I do, he'll start roaring laughing. And it's it's Robin Sharma. I, I heard him speak at Pendulum a few mm. years ago, but it's his book on the five a.m. club. And I'm listening to it, going, I cannot connect to this yeah. at all. I think. The seven o'clock is about as early as it gets for me. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'll ever do the five. And I shouldn't say that because the more I say it, the more I'm reaffirming yeah, that it'll never happen. Because I know a lot of people do get up at the 5 a.m. and I, love it and think it's brilliant. I, but see, I have no problem getting up at 5 a.m. as long as you're asleep yeah. by 9.30. That's not realistic for me, I think, you see. So see, I, that's why I think it won't work. Exactly. So mm. it's that's fine, right? As long as you're getting your As long as you're getting your seven and a half hour sleep. But yeah. I do have issue with people going to bed at 11, 12 and then getting up at five. 
you know that's that's really hurting themselves uh, forcing themselves to do that to try and get into an ethos of, of of working themselves so hard or whatever else you're not allowing your physiology your brain everything the chance to, to kind of sleep but the cognitive bias and that like in the mm. research I was involved in we, we, we found out there was a lot of cognitive bias I mean like you said if I'm if, if we're in work in a work situation right and, and and suddenly we have a two hour lunch break and I turn around to you and go do you know what two hours I'm going to hit the gym and I walk off people would be like oh look at, look at him just he's great I go to the gym there fair play yeah, but if I, if, I, if I say if I turn around and say two hours off I'm going to go for a nap look <laughs> at your man going for a nap who does yeah, he think yeah, you know? yeah. isn't it it's isn't interesting it? so yeah. when I frame it like that for you you kind of see but actually the nap is probably better for us than the, than the well I mean it's at least equal I mean at least equal in terms of because when I looked at sleep initially I, I, I looked at what is the biggest return on investment for professional athletes and sleep was top. And this is the thing, you've worked with top athletes athletes. Yeah. This is your this is this is your area of expertise. You've mm. seen it. And how much they value sleep. Yeah. And how it's a, just as important as nutrition and the training. Oh yeah, it's one of the pillars and mm. in, in the model of human performance it's 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 the most neglected, but it's 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 uh, it impacts everything stamina, sprint speed, coordination, um shot accuracy. And and it's not like it, we have measurables from this we have research we have peer-reviewed research that shows us this that demonstrates it clearly so m- massive return on investment from that point of view on the training on the exercise side of things because i know some people prefer to exercise early in the day some people are morning like i yeah. if i do exercise i tend to prefer to do it first thing mm. get it out of the way i didn't realize this is a new thing for me i've, mm. I've discovered not that i'm doing half enough but yet um i've only just realized that i feel Brilliant! If yeah. I do exercise first thing, if I have one coffee and yeah. kind of off I go and get it done, yeah. and then I feel mighty for the day. Whereas mm. if I'm leaving it to the evening, I find it much harder to get motivated. But then mm. other people I know love training yeah. in the evening time. Yeah. Does is is there a sweet spot? Like, should you kind of cut off as well from doing exercise too close to sleep? Yeah, you should because I mean, now there are, you know, there's different reasons why people train in the morning and evening, and there's different different aspects of your physiology that will benefit you, benefit you. you like your coordination in your circadian rhythm your, your coordination is at its best at 2 or 3 p.m your hormonal levels are higher in the morning so for me as a, my testosterone levels are, are at their highest in the morning so mm. strength training would be really good i don't feel like training in the morning i feel like training in the evening because my muscular system and coordination are really working really well about five or six o'clock and is that because as well you're a, you're a night owl so you a bit more it, energy it, it, towards yeah, the evening time. It, it can definitely it can definitely influence that as well. Okay. So there's like a whole host of factors. But there there are different times where there, it's optimum to do different activities. So, like it's fine. Your morning or your five or six o'clock. Once you start going beyond that, then the thing is it will because don't forget when you're exercising you're in you're in fight or flight. Yeah. Okay. So that means adrenaline, cortisol, stress hormones. That's what it means, and those take time to eliminate from your body so in working with athletes what we used to do is they would have hot and cold shower Mm. so you're vasoconstricting and dilating you're pumping the metabolic buildup out of the body you're assisting in that way right and the cytokines and the inflammation you're reducing that Um, food Mm. as we all love food um, that's part of your um, rest and recover parasympathetic response so you you know Mm. you're helping your body that way and then deep breathing yes so so deep breathing it stimulates the vagus nerve. Vagus nerve connects the brain to different systems and it's parasympathetic. So That's why practices like yoga or meditation yeah. are really good in the evening as well, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Rather than your health for leather weights or training yeah. where it's like 
bursts of extreme energy. Yeah. You want to actually be connecting and just chilling it out a bit if yeah. you can. Exactly. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't let the kids you wouldn't send the kids out to, to, on the trampoline for half an hour before they go to bed, would you? You'd be <laughs> well. You might. Well, if they're annoying you, you might just stick it out there on my side for a while. <laughs> but not um, that not that I would. No, not that no, I would. But um, no, no, I get you. Do, so you know, it's cop on. Yeah, exactly. It's common sense stuff, mm, really. You mm, know. Mm, mm, mm. The hot showers, the cold showers. Yeah. Uh, I'd love if you spoke about that a bit more, purely because I've kind of got into it through himself. He is a big fan of uh, of Wim Hof and, um, you know, I've been adapting yeah. the, the bit more of the cold shower thing, which is, I found that it's, it has helped when it comes to sea swimming, that I'm not mm. so, ah, yeah. second reason. So I'm getting yeah. a bit more used to it. It's that but, comfort. Yeah. So, but what should, if people are brand new to the concept of it, yeah. how, what should they do? And, and, and again, it's, it's just another tool to have in the toolbox to help with your night's sleep yeah um so temperature is a key plays a key role it's one of those key triggers externally so your bedroom should be really cool now having a hot shower will, or hot or indeed a hot bath will actually cool you down in the long term right so you what happens is you have a hot shower and all the blood is pushed to the extremities to cool you uh-huh, right? okay right? yeah 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 so you're, you're what you're doing is you're taking warm blood away from the core Okay, so so you're pushing the warm blood to the extremities, and an hour after, you, what you've actually done is you've cooled your core body temperature, and that's that's going to assist with sleep. So would you be having the cold showers first thing in the morning, and yeah. then leaving your nice cozy warm yeah. bath or shower for nighttime? Yeah. Very I w- good. I would I would do that. The cold showers, the cold showers will help with inflammation with like post-exercise or just general inflammation anyway. Mm. Uh, cold shower is very beneficial. Um, I've, done, I've, I've done a lot of research on, on, on Wim Hof and his different uh, methodologies and techniques in terms of the breathings and the, and yeah. the showers and all that, so I, I'm aware of it. Um, and I've tried it, and, like, I would love my, my hot showers, like I, I, my, hot, my heat, you know. Now, I'm not able to give it up either. I always you know. start with the hot shower yeah, and then finish with the cold. But same now, luckily, what I can do is I can extend the time. Yes. For the cold and also the degree of cold. Yeah, so yeah. When I started off, it wasn't it was wasn't that cold, but now I can kind of lash it up and yeah, and it's yeah. okay. No, I mean, but it's, it's practice and it takes a while. It is, and it's do you know what? It's 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 even part of moving ourselves out of our comfort zone. Yeah, you know, which is good for us. That's yeah. good for us. So. Okay, so nice cozy shower or bath, but we're into the cold room, and this is interesting because uh, we have one of those grow eggs for for Cahal that tells us what the temperature is in the room, and obviously we're in the summer months. Some days it yeah. can be pelting rain, but it's usually quite warm. Yeah. And at the moment, I think the temperature is kind of your average between twenty two, maybe twenty four degrees, which is quite warm. Yeah. Um, but we sleep with the windows open, trying to cool it down. Yeah. But your ideal temperature for sleep is actually far lower than that. Yeah, about 18 degrees, 18 yeah. to 20 degrees, or even some some people say as low as 16 degrees. Like, don't forget, you know, some people panic when I said that. They're like, oh my God, it's so cold. That's outside, that's the ambient temperature. It's not, the temperature inside the bed will be much warmer, obviously, because you'll be in there. Um, so, uh, yeah. I could make a joke here, not No, like I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to talk about this. We do. Actually, we do. Because, there was no glint in your eye there. <laughs> if the, if the uh, why are you in bed, there's only three reasons the experts tell us we're in bed, the, the three S's. If we're <laughs> sick, for sleep, and for the life of me, I can't remember the third S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you can't. <laughs> and um, if we're not doing any of those things, we shouldn't really be in the bed. But yeah, the temperature, the temperature is is key. OK, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 something that will. And that's why the advice is if you're lying, you can't you're looking at the ceiling trying to sleep, get up, cool down, get as cold as possible and jump back into that cozy bed and boom, you're asleep. And, and, and it doesn't maybe sometimes sound that inviting, but 
as somebody who has experienced the electric blanket and the hot water bottles in the past versus now the colder temperature and the colder bed, Mm. I certainly know that Mm. the evidence is in the living of my life that Mm. I sleep better. Like I used to love getting into a bed with an electric blanket. I wouldn't dream of using one now. And I haven't for years, to be honest. Mm. But I used to love that comfort. But what would inevitably happen to me is I might forget to turn the bloody thing off and then wake up in an awful sweat after having awful nightmares. Yeah. And going, what am I done to myself? I've yeah. destroyed a nice sleep. Well, you know, you, yeah. you, then you catastrophize, don't you? Yes. But a lot of people rely on these comforts mm. that are actually, they're affecting mm. their sleep in a bad way. Yeah. And this is not to try and put, you know, um, electric blanket companies out of business, but mm. they're nice for a treat, but mm. not for your sleep every single night. Yeah, that's how we use them. It's the same as the phones. And I'll talk about that. But I mean, it is really, you know, it's fine to have the, the blanket on for when you move. You don't, you don't like that shock when you jump into the bed turn it off yeah. you know because because you're 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 taking work away from your your body you're taking you're taking a response away from your body you yeah, know you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're dulling down that response for yourself which ultimately will help you and protect you what so, about a lot of people and i know this is a common thing mm. for a lot of women they feel and i i, I do it myself mm. in the winter time i feel like i need cozy socks on in bed yeah um, I might not need the full jammies, but I yeah. do need my toes to be cozy. Yeah. Um, so I put on the socks. Is that a, is that a... Oh, no, that's great. I mean, that's It's an fine. okay idea? Yeah, it's okay idea because it's, it's, it's um, it, you know, your body will wake you up. Your body increases um, your temperature anyway as part of your natural circadian rhythm. Usually, depending on your sleep time, but I would say about five or six o'clock, your blood pressure is also driven up. But your, your core body temperature, your body will start to respond and say, right, we're going to start waking you up now. Okay. And it will start heating you up naturally yes. itself uh, and then you'll you know your sleep will be lighter and lighter and then you, you'll wake up so it you know your body will always come back to what we call homeostasis which is yes. which is normal level of operation and all those systems work well without you even having to think about it because god almighty we've enough to be thinking about don't mm, we mm, mm. <laughs> so all those functions are taken care of so. mm. it's amazing how even if you're a good sleeper how um, if you're concerned about something it can uh, affect your sleep I'm working on a documentary at the moment on mm. the topic of miscarriage and the first day of filming that we had I was I was nervous about it because yeah. I knew I was meeting two two amazing people and they were mm. going to share their experiences which were very difficult yeah. and and I, I, I was replaying it all night and I remember waking up feeling like I'd got a five hours sleep or yeah. five minutes sleep yeah. more than five hours I obviously got more but I just felt crap yeah um, for the day and then you forget when you do get that night's sleep when you don't get that night's sleep you f- you forget that actually the nights where it goes well it's a bit of a luxury that you you mm. sometimes kind of take for granted it is so yeah. important it is so important and you know and what I, what can actually happen to people is the, you know the, with sleep deprivation is they don't realise even how bad it is until they get a good night's sleep and they go oh my god that the was difference. amazing you know now we're, we're exceptionally sensitive we are very sensitive and again, a lot of research behind this, but like we, you know, um, emotionally and everything else, um, you know, it's, it's very fine. We, we, we have to we have to mind ourselves very much. So something like that, I can, you know, absolutely mm. see why it would, would disrupt our sleep. All of the things that I speak about, the, the, you know, the physical attributes, all of those are little percentages that add up, you yeah. know. Um, and, and, and you know yourself, maybe sometimes you're, you've been nearly, you're like, oh, my God, I was so close to falling asleep and you don't. And you kind of you'd, you'd stay awake for another half an hour, maybe or another, mm. you know. So we are very sensitive to all of these things. And as they say, you know, sometimes 
you know, the best thing to do is t- is to sleep on it, to yeah. have, you know, go away and think about something. You know, if you're if you're discussing a, a work scenario or whatever yeah. it is, you know, I'll sleep on it yeah. or go off and think yeah. about it for a day or two. Yeah. And that's that's your brain um, looking for solutions. It's building it's building the pathways because mm. even in, in memory creation, memory consolidation and memory recall, recall, you, you have to have had a good night's sleep. You take the information in. Your brain is building the pathways at night when you're asleep. You know, as I said to you earlier on, grey matter and white matter in your brain change depending on the quality of sleep. So your cognitive abilities, and we know this from research from people who are those alleged CEOs who are getting three or four nights sleep, you know, in in tests, if we test them with eight hours or four hours, it's a a 100% perform better uh, after seven or eight hours. And this is where we're leaving this podcast for now. But in the next episode, Tom will answer a wide range of questions that were sent in on Instagram. He'll give tips on getting back to sleep if we wake up, advice for shift workers. We look at various sleep issues, dreaming, supplements and loads, loads more. In the meantime, why don't you check him out on Instagram? You'll find him at tomcoleman.ie or at MyNutritionIreland. And if you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with friends and family. Thank you so much for listening to Ready To Be Real Conversations. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.